Hi everyone, I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth, and this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is Allison Ellsworth, co-founder of Poppy, the prebiotic healthy soda brand that you've probably seen all over Instagram. Allison launched Poppy from her own struggles to find relief from constant health issues. After experimenting with daily shots of apple cider vinegar, she was shocked by how quickly her body responded. However, she hated the taste, so began experimenting at home, making her own soda infused with apple cider vinegar. Today, Poppy is one of the fastest growing beverage companies in the US. In this episode, we chat about Allison's journey from getting discovered at the farmer's market by a Whole Foods buyer quickly after launching, to gaining investment after being on Shark Tank, and relaunching her brand right before the pandemic. Allison shares tips on being a digitally first brand, going viral on TikTok, how to constantly evolve in the ever-changing marketing environment. We talk about scaling a company, finding balance, especially while working with your husband, saying yes and figuring it out later, and so much more. Keep listening to hear all about Allison and Poppy. I'm so excited to share with you our new five grain and seed oatmeal multi-packs. We just launched two incredibly delicious varieties, classic cinnamon and banana nut. Our new oatmeals are unlike anything on the market, intentionally crafted with a plant-based protein blend of pea and chickpeas, sweetened with coconut sugar, plus superfood ingredients like chia and flax, perfect to fuel your busy day. These single-serve packets are total game changers with irresistible taste and texture that's ready in literally a minute and perfectly suited for our new lifestyles back on the go or those days that we're still at home and you want an elevated quick breakfast. So head on over to your local Sprouts or Kroger or head on over to purelyelizabeth.com and pick up your new favorite breakfast staple. So Allison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So at Purely Elizabeth, our North Star is to help you thrive on your wellness journey. And I'm super excited today to share your story because I know the beginning of your poppy story starts with kind of your own health struggles and discovery. So I'd love to really start there and take us back to why you started Poppy and what that journey started with. Well, I am all about health and balance in my life. So it started a few years ago, back in about 2015. I mean, that seems like forever ago now, but I was suffering from a bunch of different chronic health ailments. I didn't feel good. So my stomach was always hurting. I was bloated. I total lack of energy. And I just couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And so, of course, like most people, you go to the doctor, right? And they just kept telling me, nothing's wrong with you. Here's some medication. And they and the medication almost made me worse than just the symptoms I had, just the side effects of it. And so... What kind of medication were they giving you? You know, so I had like candida overgrowth in my body is what they kept saying. So they'd give you like fluconazole. And they'd be like, I think most people take that like twice a year. And they're like, here, just take one every other day. Wow. Like crazy stuff like that. And they would then- And this all- is just like your regular doctor, I'm assuming, not yeah, a just functional like diff- or, yeah. Yeah. And you know, believe me, I, I went to functional doctors as well, but 
I would get on, they'd try like this antibiotic and then it would strip all the good gut flora. And like, it was just this, this up and down of the side effects, like I said, were just so bad. And I struggled in probably like five years and probably spent over $10,000 trying to just get to the bottom of what was going on. And it just, you know, it plays a lot into like your mental health and you're just like, what's wrong with me? And you're just not feeling good. And it just kind of like empowers you to not be like your fullest, I guess. And so I think at that time, I didn't truly understand like that you could heal your body through food and what you were putting into it. And at that point, I think I just went to the internet and I started Googling stuff. And I know you're not supposed to do that. scary what you can find I know but I just started looking up like natural ways to detox my body and I started eating super healthy I cut out I went like really extreme for like a month just to see if I was allergic to anything where I cut out like dairy gluten sugar alcohol like all of those things and then slowly reintroduce them into my uh, diet and the one thing that was really consistent that just I found if I had every day I just felt really great. And that was apple cider vinegar. And so I was drinking it every single day. I would put it in a big thing of water with some lemon, nothing like super, super revolutionary. I know a lot of people have done that, but for me, it worked really, really well. And I found, okay, well now I can start eating a couple of these things that wasn't bothering me as long as I had apple cider vinegar in my diet. Um, I did end up cutting out gluten and Still, still to this day, like I still don't eat gluten because I've just found that that helps with inflammation of my body and stuff like that. So the only issue, which I don't know if you've ever had straight vinegar. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It, <laughs> I was like, I love, I love the way this makes me feel, but I cannot continue. Like this is not sustainable to drink this like this every single day. So that's when I went to my kitchen and I created the first version of Poppy. At the time we called it our rocket fuel. It was like way too much vinegar and like over the top. But at the time, that's what I was doing it very medicinal. And since then we've toned it back. We have about one tablespoon in each can now, but I mean, it literally changed my life. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So at the time, so it's five years, which is a long time to be going through feeling that way. And I I guess, you know, ultimately, was it just that you got fed up and you started looking for yourself that like, you really hadn't found that person to help guide you and try a different path? Yeah. And I tried functional doctors and I even went to like, I don't even know what they're called now, but like, they're kind of chiropractors. I think that's where they're like, they'll like shake something next to you and be like, oh, now you're in alignment. I'm like, I don't feel any this is weird. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's not for me either. Even though I love chiropractic work, which is so separate, love that. But yeah, it was just like finding something that works for me. And I always try to tell people that like when drinking poppy, they think it's going to cure all these elements that they have. And I love that we can help people with Crohn's and IBS and all these different Uh, digestive issues, but it's like each person is individual and what their problems are holistically and inside their body. And you have to kind of find what works for you. Cause like what worked for me is not going to work for you. And for this person, what works for them, vice versa. So, um, so I went to my kitchen and when I created this, I wanted to create something that was healthy, but also tasted good, which is really hard, right? Those two things don't usually go together. Definitely. And that's why And with my life, like I said at the beginning, it's all about balance. And so we do have four to five grams of pure organic cane sugar in our cans 
because I found with all of the stuff on the market, it really pure organic cane sugar is really not that bad in moderation, right? Compared to a lot of the alternatives that are like aspartame and sucrose and, you know, erythritols and all of those different things that aren't just like super great for you. So yes, we have a little sugar, but it's all about balance. You gotta, you gotta enjoy what you're putting in your body too. Yeah, I can agree more. 80-20 rule is my philosophy. Yes. Sometimes it's 70-30, sometimes it's 90-10, yeah, you know. It's the weekend. <laughs> right. No. You got to enjoy yourself. <laughs> exactly. So you're getting in your kitchen and you make your first version of Poppy. And at the time, what were you really seeing that like this was going to be a business? Was this going to be where, what was your expectation at that point? So for me, it was just a personal thing that I was making for myself that I really enjoyed. But what I find when people find something that they love, they want to share it with others. So I was like, okay, hey, Steven, who is my husband and CEO now, I want you to drink it. And he was like, oh, this is good. And you know, the, great, sure. But then it kind of got word, got out. My neighbor who was having some other health issues, she was like, "Can I, if you make it, I'll buy it from you. And so I started like, just like giving it away out of my kitchen in mason jar style. At the time, I had a full-fledged career. I was in oil and gas research, had been doing that for seven years, very successful, no reason to leave or anything like that. I wasn't really looking to start a beverage company, but it just got to the point where I don't know what it was, but it was just like, I feel like this is what I need to be doing in my life. I felt so passionate about it. I wanted to help more people. I wanted more people to experience what I had experienced. And so at that point I was like, well, what's the harm? I'm going to start selling this at the farmer's market on the weekends. It's not going to take away from like my day job. I'll do it at nights, you know, weekends. Like I think a lot of like side hustles start and it just was immediately a success. And with three weeks of being at the farmer's market, we had one of the Whole Foods buyers come by our booth because Whole Foods is in Austin. We're in Dallas, Texas. And she was like, hey, I'm up here visiting my mom. I never do this. Everyone is talking about what you have here. Let me try it. And she tried it. She's like, okay, you guys have to be in Whole Foods. And we were That's three, amazing. three weeks in. Like, that doesn't happen. I've never talked to anyone else like that. That's not normal, by the way, for anyone listening. But I looked at Steve at that point. I said, I'm quitting my job. We're doing this. And he's like, another little fun fact. It's like, no, we just bought a house and you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm quitting my job. And he's like, you can't do this. Like, no. And I'm like, we're doing this. This is a sign. This is a sign. Totally. So the next week I quit my job and went all in. And three weeks later, I was like, now you need to quit your job. And I made him quit his job. <laughs> And we just went full, like dumped, jumped in the, the deep end and went for it. That's amazing. So as you think about that moment, which first of all, just acknowledging that those series of events, like, yes, to your point, it's not normal. I mean, yeah. to be that quickly and have somebody from Whole Foods stop is just awesome. But I think so much for me and other entrepreneurs I've talked to, like it is so much that alignment of timing and there's definitely so much I think magic to so many people's stories but anyway that that part aside can you think back to that moment of like yes we're all in I'm quitting my job I'm making you my husband quit your job do you remember feeling any fear or was it just completely all in and no worries about it like what tips do you have for people who who are scared and worried about doing that 
Yeah. So I think the fear kind of goes out the window when in your heart and in your gut, you know what you're doing is what you should be doing. And it's, it's almost this feeling that's really hard to explain. So like some back history, like my sister's an entrepreneur, my dad's an entrepreneur. So for those type of situations, just go ahead and jump in and do it. It's not so scary to me. But then I have Steven, who's my husband. He is so opposite and he's like spreadsheet pro and con list type of person. And so like, he was really, really fearful of it. So it was a lot of me like convincing, just being like, screw it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and that's just me personally. And like my attitude about life is I'm yeah. always like, just say yes and we'll figure it out later. And I think you kind of have to have that as an entrepreneur. But what I love is that we have the balance. Once again, we're finding a theme here, but he balanced me out to be like, okay, let's jump in, but let's think about this. Let's do this responsibly. Let's not just spend money, spend money, do it. And like, let's plan it out. So I recommend if you're prepared and you feel good about it and you, and you don't just do it on a whim, then kind of the fear kind of goes away a little bit. But then today, entrepreneur is scary. Like, yeah. I don't know if it ever goes away, to be honest. It's just kind of, it kind of is a good thing. I think it like keeps you going. And it's like the fear of failing is like not necessarily a bad thing. It pushes you. Yeah, absolutely. And I can say 12 years later, it's still there. Exactly. <laughs> so it doesn't yeah, go away. Exactly. Yes. So after you guys quit your job at this point, did you put together a business plan or were you just all in and like, okay, so yes, we'll figure it out. So I always say this is either like a downside or like it could be a good thing, but we didn't know what we were getting into. And beverage is very capital intensive. On top of it, you're shipping liquid. It's heavy. At the time when we first started this, we were in glass bottles, so you have breakage. And then there's like co-packing, right? Like I didn't even know what that word really meant when I started. So we ended up opening our own production facility and we took our life savings and our credit cards and we just found a little warehouse space in Dallas and started buying equipment that's similar to like brewing beer. And we had a friend who's a head brewer and he's like, oh, I'll tell you guys what you need. And we just hustled and once it went to the internet and figured it out. At that point, if you're in Whole Foods, you have to have, you know, nutritionals and UPCs and not make it in your kitchen and be HACCP certified and all that fun stuff. So we, we took that step to get a little bit more legit with it. But I, I just think just having that ability and like that flexibility, like I said, throwing the, the fear out the window and, and just taking those risks and going for it. So let's dive a little bit into the product and some of the ingredients used. Let's talk about ACV for those who don't know what it is and all those good things. Yeah, so Poppy is all natural. So it's it's really hard, I think, what people don't realize is to create an all natural product and put it out on the market and to be successful and not live in this like fad world where you're like super leaning into like Atkins or keto or something like that, which I love all of those, but it is a little bit harder when you don't like latch on to something like that. So for us, like our goals are, we have an all natural product. Our main ingredient is apple cider vinegar. We always say it's in stealth mode because you cannot taste it. And I personally, to this day, still formulate every single flavor we do and make sure that we use like the finest ingredients. So we use real fruit juice, real apple cider vinegar that has the mother in it. 
and sparkling filtered water. And we have a little bit of cane sugar. And then we do do a teeny bit of stevia. And I know some people go back and forth on it, but I promise it's fantastic. You can't taste it. And so we just make sure it's super natural and clean and it's 15 to 20 calories per, per can, depending on the flavor. Talk a little bit about the benefits. I know obviously you had amazing sure. benefits from apple cider vinegar, but in general, I guess, for someone who might be having some ailment of sorts, you know, why, why have apple cider vinegar? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not a doctor and it doesn't cure all we know <laughs> doesn't cure all. And I always just talked to like how it helped me, but really apple cider vinegar, it's been around for 400 years since Hippocrates used it as a medicine, you know, a long time ago. And a lot of the research out there is very anecdotal. And that's why I say you got to try it and see how it works for yourself. But from a lot of testimonials and talking to our consumers and other people who drink apple cider vinegar, it can help from, muscle soreness, right? The lactic acid buildup in your body to, it can help lower blood sugar levels. So if you're diabetic, it's had some help with that. I wouldn't say a lot of people think, oh, if you drink it, you're going to lose a bunch of weight. There's been a few studies that have been done, but it's usually on average, like five pounds. So it's, it's, you know, not going to, you know, make you drop 40 pounds or anything crazy like that. And then, you know, it's great for heart health, but really what we focus on here at Poppy is the gut health aspect. So 70% of your immunity comes from your gut. So if you have a healthy gut in return, you feel better. You want to work out, you want to like eat healthier, you know, like it's just kind of like that domino effect. And so really the immediate feeling that you're going to feel is like in your gut, whether it's, you know, this isn't fun to talk, talk about, and people don't love talking about digestion, but if you're constipated, right, it's going to help. If it's, if you're opposite, it's going to help. It's going to help balance out your, your digestive system from even heartburn. Right. And then at the end of the day, one of our biggest goals here is just to go after big soda and replace soda. So if I get a testimonial or someone that writes a comment says, Hey, I used to drink four Cokes a day. And now I don't because of your drink. To me, that's a, that's a huge win, that's right? A huge win. Yeah. And I think to your point, just about gut health, I mean, there's just, I think we're still at just the very tip of understanding how gut health plays into our overall health. And so anything that can help um, feed that good bacteria in our gut, I think is, is only a good thing. Yeah. And it's interesting because we're a prebiotic soda. So a lot of people know the word probiotic. And they understand, oh, yeah, I've heard of probiotics, UK probiotics, it's in yogurt, it's in kefir, it's like in all of these different things. And so you have to kind of think of it differently. Like probiotics are living cultures that usually take a pill for them or like something in their living cultures. Prebiotics, it's the food for your gut flora. It's the food that works with the probiotics. So we say like probiotics and prebiotics equal a happy and healthy gut. So it's like, think about fertilizer for your garden, right? Like the prebiotics are the fertilizer to help it grow and flourish. So a lot of people get that kind of confused, but you know, we're, we're here to help educate and bring awareness to prebiotics. That's awesome. I'm all for prebiotics and probiotics yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love both. I, I take a probiotic every day too. What probiotic do you take? I love garden of life. Like I know that there's all sorts of different ones that are shelf stable and that aren't and. I found for me, once again, individualized that it works really good for me. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. So going back to your story, which isn't that many years ago, too, right. that's my new. So 
the woman the buyer comes from Whole Foods and you start so after that meeting how soon after that did you get onto shelf yeah so in the world of grocery something that's very interesting which I know you understand is they usually do like a review once a year and then if you miss that review you have to wait a year it's very hard to get cut in off cycle we just happened to be like right at the right time she got us cut in but then the time you reset was 10 months later which was actually a really good blessing because it gave us 10 months basically to prepare to hit the shelf so like i said we had opened our own production facility it gave us time to scale we got our packaging on point everything like that and then we did launch 10 months later and we just launched locally in Dallas in 14 Whole Foods. Of course, we were in the Royal Blues and the cute little corner shops and the Freshies. And, you know, we had we had worked a pretty great area in the Dallas market. And so from there, how did Shark Tank or when did Shark Tank fall into this timeline of your story? Sure. So we were about a year and so we launched into Whole Foods in about, I would going to say, I think March. Right. And then I think in April we were like seeing crazy sales. We were still doing the farmer's market. We were still hustling and keep in mind, like a lot of April, April of 19 or 18. No. So this is 18. Yeah. So we, we hit the shelves in 17. And so then we were like hustling and basically for a year, like getting it. So it hit. And then March of the next year, we were like, okay, we need funding. We've been doing this a year. Keep in mind, like it all sounds like all these things were happening that were like great, but we both quit our jobs at this time. We had a baby now, right? My husband was working a second job at night. (laughs) We were driving like my dad's old pickup in Texas that had no AC working in a non-air conditioning warehouse. I mean, it was full startup mode, surviving, doing deliveries with baby strapped to my chest, right? (laughs) Like, let's be real. It wasn't easy, but you look back and you wouldn't change a thing, right? Yeah. Um, But I was like, okay, we're, we're seeing some pickup and we were like, either we get funding or we have to just like stop. Like we can't keep this grind forever. We weren't paying ourselves. And I saw on Mark Cuban's Instagram, a shark tank listing for an open casting call. And it was like the next weekend. And I was like, let's go, go. And we stood in line and we pitched our little hearts out to a three minute elevator pitch to the shark tank people. And we were lucky enough to make it to the next level, to the next level. To next level. It was about a six month process to finally getting on the show. Wow. That must have been such an intense and stressful time. Yes, it was. Keep in mind, you know, me and my husband are pretty big on just building our life, building business, but also our family at the same time. Those are the joys of getting to work with your husband. But at this time, we were pregnant with our second <laughs> and we were there wanting us to be on the show. And I kept being like, I'm getting pregnant like this is taking a long time so I ended up going on the show nine months pregnant oh my god and days later but let's just say did not make them go easy on me and Mr. Wonderful still called me a cockroach but that's okay because we got a deal (laughs) not with him but with Rohan Oza Uh, so talk a little bit about you know what that experience has been like now since a having that exposure, which I think whether you get a deal or not, like must just be such sure. great exposure for the brand. But then ultimately being able again, like the stars aligned for you to have Rohan 
on that episode. For those don't, who don't know, he's a big investor in CPG and particularly certainly the background in beverage. So it was like such a blessing for you to be able to have that meeting and then have him invest. Yeah. And it's funny, like after the fact, he told us it was he'd been looking for a product like Poppy for a really long time, a shelf stable soda that had got health function and it tasted amazing. And he said that the second he tasted it, he met us and heard our story. He knew he was going to give us a deal. Of course, he played, you know, like he wasn't, but he gave us a great offer. I don't even think we countered. We said yes the second he he said his, his offer. And since then, it's been a really great per- partnership and we've grown so much together. So that was in 2018. And then we were lucky enough to have them come back and do an update. And that launched in April of 2020. Like oh, wow. right when the pandemic hit. So we were super lucky to be able to get to do both. So you relaunched right at the time of the pandemic. Yeah. So previous to all this with all of the farmer's market and, you know, pitching on Shark Tank, the original first time we were under a different brand name called Mother Beverage. We were different packaging, glass bottle. It was all the same liquid. But it's what we did is Rohan, he kind of just said, this is great. I love this, but your packaging sucks. And on top of it, you cannot trademark the word mother. And we're like, Hey, we're here for it. Like, I don't think we even thought about the brand at that point. We're just trying to get the bottles on the shelf. And so we took eight months and we rebranded and launched March of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. But looking back, I mean, of course I would change the fact that COVID was never here, but I think is what it did is it pushed us to be like a digital first brand right out the gate because we never had opportunities to really jump in and do demos and events and festivals, right? And it made us kind of think differently, which I think kind of has given us an edge to stand out. So it'd be great to talk a little bit about that kind of digitally first learnings that you've had because you've certainly done a phenomenal job of having this online presence and, you know, talk through a little bit of what's worked and what tips you have for those listening? Yeah, so I think what worked really well for us is because we took that time previous to launch to find out who Poppy was. We worked on our brand from our style guides to who we were. You almost have to think of your business or for us, you think of Poppy as a person. And would this person do this? You know, you have to stay really strict with your brand. And so then when you go out there, you're the same across all platforms from in retail to digital to Amazon to Facebook to Instagram, right? You want to be a recognizable brand. And some other brands that do this really well for context are you have the two brands, Nike and Asics. They both have fantastic shoes, but who has the better brand? Nike does. And so you have to think of yourself as that way up against your competitors. Even on top of it, if you have a fantastic product, that's where you have the winning kind of combination because a lot of people have fantastic branding, but their products like, okay, or they have fantastic product, but their branding's not great. If you can do both really well, you're really setting yourself up for success and you should invest in your brand. And by that, I mean, we have a really big social presence, right? We do a lot on Amazon, a lot on Instagram and a lot on TikTok, and that's across paid. And I'm not just talking like D to C digital. I'm talking, how do you become viral? How do you play on all the new platforms? How do you stay in the know? How do you be part of pulp culture and lifestyle? 
all of those things are really important, but then you also don't want to forget about the steak and the sizzle and the PR and the, you know, nutritional aspects and all those other things. You kind of have to do it all, but then focus maybe on like three or four things and do them really well. So did you have, so your background in oil, I'm assuming was not branding marketing. How did, did this just come naturally to you? <laughs> no, uh, zero, <laughs> zero background in that. Actually, oil and gas, I just went into that because I'd been working previously in it and my family has dabbled in oil and gas over the years. But for me, I was actually a dance major. I started off dance major in college. And so for me, it was all about production and I didn't want to be a professional dancer. I wanted to like create dance and recitals and shows and stuff. So in my head, I'm always just like, I'm a very creative person. And the way I think maybe I'm not great at like potentially doing budgets and P&Ls, which, you know, I still have to do, but I, I love to see a problem and a solution. And like, how do I create in, in this 360 model of like how to be successful and then to implement it and then see it come to life is what really gets me excited. But on top of that, that's where like Rohan comes into play, right? He's known as the brand father. He has a great team that we work really close with and this is what they do and do well. And so they work with us as advisors and work with us on different branding projects. And it's been a really fantastic partnership to push us and for me to learn quite a bit, to implement it, and then take it out of that traditional spectrum, right? A lot of what they do is very traditional. And since I don't have that background, I push it a little bit further. So for example, I always wanted to, to see what would happen with TikTok. Everyone's talking about it, it kind of came out during the pandemic right when we launched. And I kept telling myself, there has to be something here for a brand. No other brands were being really viral or successful. And so as a founder, I took that upon myself and we were posting and doing trends. And then one day I just sat down and told my story like I did at the beginning of this call. And it resonated with the exact consumer, the exact person that drinks poppy on TikTok. And I think that video is now at like 16 million views. We have multiple. Oh my other God, that's incredible. I like I have another video, 12 million views, right? We've, we've, gone viral quite a few times on TikTok and it's because I'm being authentic and real and telling our story. I'm not doing the dance. So I found a way to kind of break through. Have you tried to do a dance yet? Oh yeah. <laughs> my background's in dance. I'll dance. All right. Duh. <laughs> Maybe not right now, like five months pregnant, but you never know. I'll do it for the talk. No. Um, but it's just like thinking different and and not being so worried about those norms of what traditionally everyone in marketing has been doing for the last 40 years, but you still kind of got to do that, but let's do it different and think of a digital first approach to it. I love that. So other than the, the viral TikTok, which sounds super fun, now I need to go watch it. Oh, no. What are some of your other favorite, I guess, activations that you've done this past year? Yeah. So for us, we spend a lot of time just like on Instagram and like the look and feel of like our grid is really important. I spend three hours personally, sometimes a week, making sure the grid looks really good. And there's that fine line, like me as a founder, as the voice and the person behind the brand, but the brand needs to stand alone on itself. Like it can't be me. And so like, you got to find that nice balance of the founder and the story, the brand and the sizzle. We also, what we do really, really well is influencer marketing. So it was one of the first things we did right out the gate. We were forced to do it 
super early on because we didn't have all those field activities, right? Yeah. So we took those budgets and threw it into that. And it's a really big pillar of who we are. It's other people talking about our brand. It goes back to that authentic factor of we only work with people that love Poppy. We do a ton of seating and you kind of see it come out like so many people talking about it and seeing us and it's people that genuinely love our product and our brand. And so we really lean in there and it helps with the digital presence. That's great. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely working for sure. Oh, thank you. We're, we're still, you know, learning and pushing and optimizing and just excited for 2022 to even take a lot of this and push it even further. Yeah. So any sneak peeks that you want to give us to 2022? Or too early yet. It's still a little early. I mean, I think the only difference is, is we have a lot of learnings and we want to take them and amplify. But what, what I really want to focus on is leaning into this viral aspect of digital first content and getting more people to have the conversation about Poppy. You know, no longer is it the world of showing up to a 5k and handing out product? Like nobody really cares about that anymore. And so you just kind of have to stay with the times, look at the data, and then don't plan too far ahead because then you'll get super corporate and you'll miss out on so many opportunities. That's great advice. So as you think about 2022 and further ahead, um, I'm curious to hear kind of about your team and I guess in particular, what it's like being co-founders and working with your husband. I know a lot of people ask us that, but weirdly enough in oil and gas, we work together and our desks sat next to each other. And so we kind of knew what we were getting into, but I think it has, of course, it's ups and downs. Let's be real. At the end of the day, it's really hard to go on dates and not talk about business. I sometimes forget we're husband and wife, not for real, but like yeah. It's kind of becomes the fa- the last thing, right? We have like our kids are first, right? And then we have Poppy and then it's like our marriage. And so sometimes we just have to remind ourselves like, oh, hey, maybe we should take time for ourselves. But the great thing about it is we found this like sweet spot of he knows what he's really good at and I trust him and vice versa. And then we push each other and we know it's not maybe in the best interest for Poppy, even if it's what I want. that's I think where it gets a little hard where you have the husband and wife aspect but I think we've done pretty good we will be married eight years this year and you know pregnant so things are things are going well and we'll continue to grow and and see the future but and continue to grow just like our teams overall Poppy in March or excuse me in February of 2020 when we launched it was just me and my husband and now we have over 50 people that work for us and continuing to grow oh my god that's crazy so let's talk about that because (laughs) that is a a lot of people period but a lot to scale that quickly and so i you know i can't imagine going from zero to that in such short amount of time what has that been like for you and how have you really tried to hold on to what your culture is and build that so quickly yeah no it's 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 hard but I think people like feel it when you come work at Poppy and they see how much me and Steven love it. One common thing that we always hear is like, you guys are really different than a lot of founders because 
we work just as hard as everybody else. We love what we're doing. We're doing it for the right reasons. I'm not doing this to get rich. I'm doing this for my family and to create a future and a legacy brand that I could be proud of and they can be proud of, right? So I think if, as long as we continue on to show and set that example, we see it radiate throughout our team and we take company culture really, really important. And it's really important for me and Stephen not to just become this like stuffy corporate kind of company as we grow. But with COVID, it's been hard, right? There's a lot of Zooms. There's people who have been working for us that I've never met because because of those reasons, but we find our ways. And I think that it's just going to continue to make us stronger. So then when we can do a lot of more meet in person type of things, you know, we'll be even more excited. And so you mentioned when we first got on that you are moving the company from Dallas to Austin. So presumably many of those employees will be based there as well. So the main reason we're moving is for talent retention honestly you know dallas doesn't have a great cpg market i don't think you know if we want really fantastic talent to work for our company and you're like hey you live in new york you want to move to dallas texas like there's not a ton of like excitement there and so i'm a big believer in especially the marketing department to be in a room to, to be able to be creative where you can whiteboard versus hey can you jump on a zoom really quick And I just hope the world won't always be like that. So just planning for the future, but it's not something that we're doing for my family to move to Austin. Like it's going to be tough. I have kids, we're moving, my whole family's here, but we're doing it and making those sacrifices for Poppy because we know it's what's better for the culture and for the company. And we hope that we can get more people to be there. But of those 50-ish people that work for us, the majority of them are sales and they're people feet in the streets. We are shelf-stable product. And so- We have them in grocery stores, building pallet displays and working with the market reps and the grocery stores and stuff like that. So those people will always be in their markets, but eventually as we, as we grow, we hope to bring more people into fold to move to Austin. That's great. That's so exciting. Austin, such a wonderful spot to build a brand. We're excited. So switching gears a little bit to a little bit more on your own personal wellness. Certainly we started off with where, what got you here, but I'm curious to hear what your wellness philosophy is today and kind of any must-haves throughout your your day, your morning routine and night routine, anything like that. So I will be honest, I used to be way better at this. I literally posted on Instagram today. I was like, I need self-care ideas. Because I think as a mom and as a founder and entrepreneur, you tend to like put yourself last after a while. And I don't know if that make it doesn't necessarily make me unhappy, but I, I see the importance of self-care and, and taking care of yourself. So for, it, for those reasons, lately, I've been trying to do just like little things like listen, I love listening to news or podcasts or something like that. So whether it's just getting away while I'm doing my hair or, you know, stuff like that makes me really happy. But honestly, it's hard right now. Just full transparency. I think it it is hard to stay on top of it and like continue on with like my wellness journey, especially while pregnant and like all of these different things. But I think it's important to make it a priority, even if it's a little bit here and there where I can. Absolutely. You got a lot of things to juggle. So it's like, how do you balance? How do you balance all of it? I know. 
but I thrive in chaos. So let's be real. <laughs> what about as far as, you know, feeling, continuing to feel motivated or to really, you know, I, I think having a business like ours is it's a roller coaster and there's ups, there's downs. Um, curious kind of what your own philosophy is on continuing to feel like motivated and not burnt out. Yeah. So I think my biggest thing, and I think even as a founder is important, is to surround yourself by people that don't give you doubt in your head. And that can be as little as like, you're having a really successful month, you're blowing everything out of the numbers and you're really excited to sell, tell someone instead of their response being like, wow, this is fantastic. The response is, yeah, but you could have done this better, right? Yeah. And it's really hard to not like kind of get down on yourself and like mentally be like, is this worth it? Is this like, why am I doing this if it's not that, you know? And so it's like mentally trying to keep yourself right is really important. And then just, I continue to surround myself with people that uplift me from calling my dad to my sister or getting a, some of those self-care moments and to just remind you of why you're doing what you're doing. And for me, it's like I said, my family, like I want to create an example for my kids. And I always tell people that as an entrepreneur is like, if you're doing it for yourself, that's not the right reason, right? You have to have a greater purchase purpose. And for me, it's my kids. And it doesn't always have to be your kids, right? It can be a mission that you're driven to in your company or something bigger. Because if you're just doing it for yourself and for the money, that's when you're going to get burnt out because it's not big enough, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely need that guiding kind of North Star. Yeah. So what is the best advice that you've gotten to help the business in the last six months? Oh, goodness, in the last six months to help the business. So I think for me, it's probably goes back to don't don't do the traditional, but find the balance. So since I don't have that traditional marketing background, but we found really successful ways to kind of get around it, you kind of get to the point in your business where you have to kind of be a big girl, put your big girl pants on <laughs> and you want to be able to scale and you have to put structure in place. So I always said a couple of times in here, like I don't want to be corporate-y. And so it's that fine line. But you also don't want to be so against putting structure in place that it handicaps you as a business. And so being aware of that and that what got you here isn't going to get you there, right? and that you have to grow and learn and change. Like all those things are good things. And so that's something that I've really realized in the last few months, because right now we're the fastest growing non-alcoholic beverage in the nation. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And it's just, we're growing so quick. What we decide now is so different two months from now. And you have to have structure. You yeah. can't just continue to say, oh, this sounds good, or let's hurry and do this. Like putting these structures and these foundations in place. And that's something that I'm learning to do and actually looking forward to, which I never thought I would. So with advice, like structure's good, but don't be so handicapped and like handcuffed to it now. But I think that's probably the best advice I've gotten over the last six months is putting things in place and structure and finding that balance is a good thing. And knowing that it's going to evolve. You can't be stuck yeah. with one, one philosophy with it. Exactly. It will always change. And change is not bad. Definitely. 
All right, so we are going to move on to some rapid fire Q and A. Oh, if you could have a can of poppy with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Oh my goodness. Okay, this one's really hard. I think it's so easy to say like, you know, John Lennon or someone like that's cool like that. But this one is super probably weird. But if I literally could pick one person, whether it's to be with dead or alive, this is going to sound so bad. Okay. I'd be like Jesus Christ. <laughs> you right. like a look into the future and just like ask like what the world is about and like get some, I don't know, some knowledge. knowledge and you know, if the chances of him having Poppy would be pretty cool in my in my head. <laughs> Sounds like a good TikTok. <laughs> I know that's a little out, out left field, but I think that would be really cool. <laughs> what are three things that you're currently loving? Could be product, book, anything. Okay, so uh, you might get this as well. So like, since Poppy is fun and we love exchanging gifts, we get a lot of free stuff to the office to like try and sample. So we got this product in the other day and it's like this PMD, like smart facial cleansing device. And it like vibrates while you put like your either face lotions or something like on. And I, my skin is like glowing and it's the coolest thing. Highly recommend it. It was free. I had no idea, but it's amazing. And then I'm really into the podcast science versus, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, no. but it's where they pin like fact against fit fiction and they actually like look scientifically into things versus what people are saying. And it's really fun. And then another free thing we get to the office all the time is Clio bars. I don't know if you've ever had a Clio bar. I haven't. I've seen them, but I haven't had one. They're so good. They're like these little Greek yogurt Clio bar snacks that are like really great for you. They're fantastic. And we do it in exchange every month. We send them hobby. They keep us stocked. So Nice. I'll have to check those out. What do you want more of in your life? Ugh, time and self-care. <laughs> what do you want less of? Drama. Probably that I'm a very non-drama person in business and in life. And I hate when things become about emotion and they're not facts because that's when the drama comes into play and that's in personal and business. So I always try to tell people when drama gets involved, is this your emotions feeling this way or is this a facts and this is how it needs to be? And sometimes it makes people like step back and be like, oh, this is me being emotional, which is hard sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. A meal that you'll never forget. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, probably for me, I was a vegetarian most of my life until actually I had my health issues. And I went gluten-free and I went through all of those dietary things that I chatted about earlier. And I was in Vegas with my husband and he's like, listen, this is the best steak I've ever had. You have to try it. And I was like, screw it. I've done so many different things. Like maybe meeting, eating meat will help me with my health. And I had a bite of it and I've never looked back. And now I eat meat all the time. Oh, so nice. I would say remember- that was a turning point for me. <laughs> Do you remember where you were eating in Vegas when you had I that know. steak? I think it was at the Wynn. I mean, I'm sure I've had at their better steakhouse. steak since. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's better steak in life. It was just one of those that I remember because it was such a pivotal moment that I've been a vegetarian my whole life and now I eat meat. So nice. And are you it. a big meat eater or? No, I mean, you- I'll eat like beef, beef chicken, turkey. Um, 
we like to still do like a once or twice a week where we don't have meat still very like in that world of like the middle ground but i do it more for health reasons i do feel better when i eat meat and so it's like all in moderation yeah that's great i've definitely heard that from a lot of people i think yeah what is your favorite poppy moment you could just pick one probably shark tank i mean it was literally life-changing and i would probably even specifically say like the shark tank update because at that point we had launched poppy and it was like a real thing and you weren't just like hoping to get a deal like it wasn't scary it was fun and lastly what is your number one non-negotiable to help you thrive on your own wellness journey oh i mean a poppy a day (laughs) I gotta have my ACV. What's your favorite flavor? Um, my favorite flavor is definitely like our strawberry lemon. I drink it every single day. I even like travel, like send it ahead of time. Even though nowadays you can usually buy it everywhere, but I truly still drink it every single day. Like it, for health reasons, if if not just the fact that I enjoy it. And was that your original flavor? Or what was the original flavor you made in your kitchen? So I started off with a few strawberry used to be strawberry vanilla and I used like real vanilla sticks. And I remember like I used to infuse the vinegars and like little jars and do different things. And so that was one of our first one. It went from strawberry vanilla, strawberry limeade to strawberry lemon now. And then one of our first ones that we still have today was our ginger lime and our raspberry rose. So those are like three of our OGs that we always say. And then since then I've formulated now we have nine flavors and which is your best seller our strawberry by far strawberry raspberry and then our orange is definitely up there it's like what people who are in that soda world like fanta type they love it because it's like oh healthy fanta and then we just launched our three classic flavors which is like our classic cola our root beer and our doc pop so we just launched those and we keep selling out <laughs> i think we're sold out right now but we should be back in stock pretty soon Fantastic. So in closing, is there anything else that you want to share that we haven't touched on and anything you want to share of what's next for Poppy? Yeah, I mean, we're just really focused on these three three new flavors. I said we just launched. We, we keep selling out, but I think just continuing to grow and seeing what next year holds. We really think next year will be really, really big for us. We have a really fun campaign. We're launching in January. And then a new exclusive flavor coming out with Target next year. So we're excited about that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're so excited to see where you guys are headed. And thanks for being on. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.